Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It's me, the Brazilian Dragon himself, Felipe. And today we got a bonus episode of Scooby Snacks and Chats. Not only do we have the wonderful Kate Evans here. Kate, say hello. Hello, everybody. It's me. Yes, we got an extra special guest. The person who brought this to my attention. And it's the holiday season. We need to do some holiday content here. And we're talking about Scooby-Doo. So... We got to talk about the Scooby-Doo Nutcracker. And here it is, our champion for this VHS movie, Lindsay Bebo. Hello, this is a childhood dream come true. So thank you so much for making this happen. I, I'm so excited. My, my, the only person that might be more excited than me is my mother. Uh, yes, mother, mother queen of Lindsay. Yeah, so tell us about your mother's perspective before we get into your perspective. Oh, my mom loved it as a kid because she could just put it on and knew for like 25 minutes she would not be bothered. And there was a good chance that I would immediately watch it over again. So I gave her like a solid hour to get stuff done. I was absolutely obsessed with this. Um, I actually, so I still have the VHS. And when you bought the VHS, a Scooby-Doo ornament was included and I have it right here and we have put it on our tree every single year. It's just a little piece of plastic, but I, I love it. I loved it then and I still love it now. Yes. And for the listeners of the podcast, we'll probably like, I'll have you take a photo of it and then we can make that the Instagram post or something. Perfect. Um, yeah. It's just a little plastic Scooby with a Santa hat and <laughs> it's so adorable and we stand it so much. Um, but anyways, how are you doing, Lindsay and Kate? How is your day? Uh, the Broncos won, so I'm in a great mood. Like yes. th- it was the perfect way to kick off the day, and I've just been looking forward to this since. Yeah, Kate, how was your day? I know there was a little confusion on your part this morning. A little bit of confusion there. I did not know what episode we were talking about today, so I panic watched the different episode, the wrong episode. So yes, that yeah. Was- um. The rest of my day was fine. I bought a dress and a shirt for $92 in total and then applied for some jobs. So yes, application queen. Uh, but uh, yeah, just for a little behind the scenes context, Kate and I are discussing the Boo Brothers this week for our Scooby-Doo regular content. And this is a bonus episode. And I think I mentioned to Kate last week when we were after we ended recording that we're going to do the Nutcracker episode too. In addition, to the Boo Brothers, but um, Kate and I, we try to watch the movies together sometimes. Um, sometimes I'll watch it twice um, and then take notes when I watch with Kate uh, to so we can text and discuss and plan out the podcast. But uh, the stream didn't work with two people last night. So 
I forgot that afterwards we were going to watch the Nutcracker and I didn't even tell her. And then she was just watching the Boo Brothers and then was texting in our group chat with Lindsay. I know who it is. I, I don't know why it was this person. And then Lindsay was all confused and I was away from my phone. And then luckily they came, they figured it out, but it was she a hot mess. talking episode. about someone named Farquaad and the sheriff. And I was like, I don't think I know any of the characters in this episode. The but, good news is, though, is because this is just a single episode, it was like an easy watch, yeah. an easy fix. And there uh, was, so this, was this was so much more fun to watch than the Boo Brothers. <laughs> Mild spoilers for our Boo Brothers podcast, but I was incredibly disappointed. I, that That's going to get a low score for me. But this one was wildly entertaining. I didn't even notice Velma wasn't in the episode until we started talking on Zoom. Crazy. for the podcast did you not even notice i missed her <laughs> kate velma's kate's favorite besides matthew lillard in the the live action matthew i lillard. love matthew lillard my favorite and then i love him and velma in general and then shaggy scooby and fred you don't like daphne though no it's it's matthew lillard shaggy like his shaggy number one and then Daphne and Velma are right underneath. Oh, okay. I love them both. And then Shaggy, Scooby, and Fred. Fred's last. You don't like the white man. No, he's kind of annoying. <laughs> See, I can't wait to hear it. Eventually, you guys have to do the new Scooby movie, Scoob, and talk about yes. what an injustice it was that they did not go with Matthew Lillard. I... A whole new cast, right? Yeah, bull crap. I was so excited to go rush to the theaters and watch that at the end of last year when I saw that like the like those preview of what's to come in 2020 the most th yeah. the top 10 things we're excited for like the watch mojo videos and then I was like I got there and I couldn't watch it because we had to all move home for the pandemic and then they put it for like $20 on Amazon but now it now it's probably like cheaper if not yeah. right so I'll watch yeah. it eventually we'll watch it um and if i had known Lindsay and i could have gone see it together in la yeah oh like if, i know it's so sad yeah. um but we we'll had, be like, back all in these LA. plans and then you just had to leave yeah at least at least i met kate while we were in la and Lindsay and i hung out a few times that was yes la was the best part of the year hands down i mean there's not much to compare it to but um and then when we were all back in la unless Lindsay plans to move anytime soon uh we'll Pretty hang much. out yeah, because Kate wants to go to LA too. There you go. Unless she leaves me for New York, but I'm going to bring her to LA with me. If I go to New York, it would be now and it would be for a year or two. Like I'll be in LA and I will never leave LA. Yay. And then you can meet in real life. But anyways, let's get to what we're here to discuss. Scooby-Doo Nutcracker Scoob. Is that the official title or is it a Scoob Nutcracker? It's a, a Nutcracker Scoob. Okay, yes. And... One thing that I got to discuss is why is it in two parts? Like, so I, what it was is I was researching this. So this was called the new adventures of Scooby and Scrappy. So what they yeah. used to do is they would do two mini episodes. So, you know, like uh, as a kid when you would watch Rugrats and yeah, it would be yeah, like yeah. 11 minutes of this. And 11, so that's what it was. Instead for their Christmas special, it, they did them both as one. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, do you want to give us a little background about this era of Scooby-Doo since you brought in the research? 
Yes. So this episode aired in December 1984. That is literally over 25 years ago, which wow. sounds like a lifetime ago. I'm 26. Wait. That's wait. That's no, over no, 35 years ago. No, 36 years ago. Oh my yeah. god. That is insane. Uh, We're communications uh, majors. We don't do yeah, that either. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait a minute. I'm 26 and I was not born in the 80s. Um, and for some reason, I don't know what the rationale was, but during this show, Fred and Velma were considered recurring characters. So the main cast was Shaggy, Scooby, Scrappy, and Daphne, but the other two just kind of were sprinkled in. Um, it's really funny, though, to watch this and then watch, like, more recent, because Scooby-Doo has just never died. Every couple of years, there's a new um, iteration of it, and it's so much more complicated now. Like, yeah. Especially now, too, they touch on, like, clearly Daphne and Fred have something romantic going on. And imagine now them not talking about it. Like, in the 80s, it was so simple. There's, it's just the episode, and then on to the next episode. There wasn't really any character growth. But that, that's what made it fun. It was just simple. It was an easy watch that you could, you know, especially as a kid, you could just sit there and watch it for hours. And, even, and it, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely, like... Uh, we touched on this on like our first like short episode when we were discussing what we were doing here uh, but like Scooby-Doo was that show that you had on Saturday afternoon Saturday mornings it was just like easy comfort food yeah watching. and, and it, it wasn't was... there wasn't like inappropriate jokes where your parents were worried about what you were watching like Spongebob Squarepants I, I can understand why parents would not want their kids watching a show where the people live in Bikini Bottom yeah um, but like with Scooby-Doo, other than, it's not even that bad, but like clearly Shaggy was a stoner, but as a kid, you wouldn't, you wouldn't figure that out. You just thought yeah. Shaggy was lazy and silly. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just safe. It was safe for kids and it was safe for parents to show their kids. And something that's underappreciated about it is like a lot of the episodes, they would go to tourist spots, like they would go to different yes. countries and it's like a mini like, travel episode like you like and they'll like especially like some of those uh direct to tv movies like that they would go to mexico and hawaii and egypt and uh i don't know if they go to china but like they would like touch on like cultural things there and probably not the like most like sensitive way i would assume i haven't revisited any of those in a while but at least like they're introducing um like children to all these different areas you know, I had never thought about that, but that's such a good point because like I just mentioned, I guess I'm just going to keep bashing SpongeBob SquarePants, but <laughs> they didn't really, I know, I just, no, no, yeah. that come to my mind. Um, they, they didn't really go anywhere. Like, yeah, you might have an episode at the Krusty Krab or you might have it at like Patrick's house, but for the most part, they're in the same area. Whereas with these, yeah. especially these older Scooby-Doo episodes, you're right. They were never in the same place. Yeah. They like even the next the movie that we talked about the Boo Brothers like it's in this in Louisiana or Alabama like it's it's one of the southern like areas we'll talk about them being on a plantation in that episode but um, <laughs> like but yeah like it's it's, it's, it's well well we like got to explore different areas and like learn about different things like even through all these things these episodes um, yeah. Kate, do you have anything to add about like Scooby-Doo and why it's like so much so comfort? I think it's comforting to me because 
you honestly can't guess who the answer is every time, but every time it's still very obvious. But there's always so many obvious people that is it even obvious anymore? Yeah. No, and that's that like we're we're grown people and we still can't figure it out. Like <laughs> we're film majors and we can't figure it oh, out. I got it wrong in the Nutcracker <laughs> one. Like cause I overthink it. I don't know about you. I'm an overthinker with yeah. uh the Scooby Doo monsters. I'm like, no, it can't be it can't be this person because and then like spoilers for the Boo Brothers, I also got it wrong because I was like, okay, but the voice kind of sounds like this person when the ghost is talking I and I kind of tried to, and then I was like, wait, but if I got it wrong with the Boo Brothers, then it's probably not, I'm, I'm overthinking the voice for this ghost too. And spoiler alert, the voice does not match with the character at all. So yeah. Mm-hmm. They do it to throw us off. I got the Boo Brothers wrong, one wrong too. I think we thought the same character for that one, but I actually did get this one right. Yeah. So yeah, do you want to give a quick synopsis, Lindsay, since you brought this to us uh, of the Nutcracker Scoob? So they don't talk about why, but the gang is at or is helping or visiting. Is it an a, orphanage? An orphanage? It's yeah, a children's orphanage. And they're helping with the children's Christmas pageant. Um, and then a mean old man named Winslow Nickleby comes in and demands that they sell him the building on Christmas Eve. Of all the homeless orphaned children, he wants to take the building from them. And chaos ensues from there, where all of a sudden, the, what do they call it? The Christmas, the, oh my gosh, what was the name? You just said it, Kate. The earlier. ghost of Christmas never. Yes, thank you. Um, it's terrorizing them, and they have to figure out who it is and save the day. Yeah. And there's like some B plot with the emerald and everything that, like, mm-hmm. after watching. Uh, the Boo Brothers, which is also like a treasure hunt sort of movie. I was like, Scrappy-Doo is really good at solving these clues. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, they are very sus on uh, Winslow Nickleby throughout the movie. But it turns out to be his maid, uh, Nanette. What's her last name? Nanette Musette. Musette. Musette, yes. Um, so- which is the opposite if you... In the episode, they ha- I don't even know, uh, like, a tag. I don't know what it was for. But when Daphne finds it, she thinks it's W-N. N. But when you flip it, it's actually N-M. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, N-M. Which also, like, she could have also... I love that in Scooby-Doo, they, like, just are very logical about it. In my head, it would have been, like, oh, she just stole one of his shirts and lost it <laughs> um but yeah uh so before we get into this did either of you do any like holiday pageants growing up were you ever in like any specials on it whether it's a school play or something or did you go christmas caroling kate's a big no <laughs> so as a kid it was a tradition for my grandparents to take us to see um oh my gosh what is the scrooge one Oh, Christmas Carol. Thank you. Yes. So we would always go and see that, except one year they took us to see, uh, actually they only took me to see the Nutcracker, the regular Nutcracker, where they don't talk and it's just a bunch of ballerinas. Yeah. And thankfully my mom the next year was like, hey, why don't you guys pick up and uh, go back to the nut?" or it's just like, go back to seeing the Christmas Carol because it just wasn't for me. Yeah. No, as a kid, I definitely couldn't appreciate the ballet, but then- in high school, they would do 
every two years they would do the Nutcracker as a ballet with the dance people. Um, and I actually did sound for one of them. So then I like learned to appreciate it. And then I was a minor character. I was the wolf um, in oh. a separate year. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I like learned to appreciate the Nutcracker as like a ballet and a story. And like, I got obsessed with the songs. Uh, but in terms of me being in them, besides that, I was never in them. But like as a child, I also remember being kind of bored by the Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah. I much preferred the Nutcrackers on TV, which is my next question. What was like your biggest Christmas like story that you saw like translated to like a different like either like the Scooby Nutcracker is probably Lindsay's but yeah. besides that um like for me I really like the Mickey House of Mouse snowed in and then they did a Nutcracker in that one too uh there was also like e even a holiday movie what, what's your favorite holiday special yeah so for your first question actually so obviously yes this but if you were to ask me for another one, um, because do you ever watch the show The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Mm -hmm. Did so I? Do you remember how they like meet somebody who's pregnant and the inn is snowed in and they don't have any rooms and then she gives birth in the uh, in the elevator and her name is Mary and his name is Joseph? <laughs> I always thought that was really funny. Yeah, I completely forgot about that episode, but now that you bring it back, like all the memories flash back. Yeah, well, Disney Plus, I did too, and then obviously yeah. now with Disney Plus, but I just, I always thought that was a really funny way to work it in and like, not, it's Disney Channel, so they can't make it religious, but yeah. still, I don't know, they, were, they made it, they put it in without it being overtly religious. Yeah, Kate? Um, I, I feel like I'm going to be judged really hard by saying this, but I would I am not into almost any Christmas special. I don't like Christmas movies or anything. Um, by default, I would just say whatever Disney Channel special was on that year, I wouldn't watch any Disney Channel special for any reason. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Disney Channel. I've seen every episode of all the shows we grew up with. So by default that, but there's nothing that sticks out or anything. So you should watch yeah. Krampus. Isn't that a movie? I love Krampus. <laughs> of course. I was going to say The Nightmare Before Christmas. Does that count? I love The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I didn't watch that as a kid. I actually only watched it for the first time like a year ago or something. Um, Krampus is very good. And I would also recommend this movie called Better Watch Out. It's um, it's also not from when I was a kid. It's more recent, but um, yeah. 10 out of 10. Have either of you seen Klaus, the movie from last year? No. No um I, yeah it's very yeah. good it's like old school style animation but with like new technology and stuff it's really well done in that department and it's like I really enjoyed it like I heard great things so I went with high expectations and they were all met like um and I really enjoyed it and it's like like obviously animation <laughs> this was tr trending on Twitter yesterday animations for everyone but this one is very like kind of like I, I wouldn't say it's a kid's movie. It's definitely like more for like adults. There's like some more like it's definitely it, it has a little spookiness to it that Kate would appreciate. Um, I believe that it's it was almost an Oscar winner. I think it was nominated but lost to um, Toy Story 4, I think. But it was really good. I really I just it. Googled Better Watch Out and that looks terrifying. It is so good. It is so good the story i think was 
incredible. There's literally a lady holding a knife in front of a Christmas tree with a terrified child next to her. There's no, how old is this lady? I mean, she, well, she, I mean, she looks like she's in her 20s. It's about a babysitter and she's babysitting this kid. Okay, so then I don't know if I will enjoy this movie. No, no, it's not. I mean, we discussed it. We discussed in the pre-show that uh, this VHS tape came with Courage the Cowardly Dog and Lindsay and I were both like, we hated that. And Kate was like, that's my shit. Courage the Cowardly Dog. I didn't watch it that much growing up, but I do know that it's very good. It's traumatizing. Um, But yeah, so just in terms of my answer, uh, the Danny Phantom Christmas episode was always great um, in terms of, I always loved that. Uh, Like I said, the Mickey Mouse Snowden at the house of mouse episode which had like four shorts and one of them was the nutcracker and the other was the mickey christmas carol so uh two for one and then trying to think oh the rugrats hanukkah special yes which um the my friends at shit 90 shows podcast just did an episode of uh and for the whole week i've been wishing my jewish friends a happy hanukkah and then including the tommy pickles a maca baby's gotta do what a maca baby's gotta do gif well, and I appreciate too. Um, growing up, the Proud Family did an episode on Kwanzaa. Yes, I knew, like I learned nothing about Kwanzaa except for that episode. Yeah, I feel like Kwanzaa is definitely like the least talked about of the three major holidays in mm-hmm. the Christmas season. In the holiday season, see, I just yeah. like said Christmas, which is um, showing my bias. But I appreciate that, and I definitely wish that more shows i feel like we're in that era where like a lot more shows were like start to talk about it. like the next generation will have like discussions of all mm-hmm. these like other cultures and stuff like that which is exciting yes um, agreed but anyways let's get to a recap of this um what's My the song i'm so excited yeah so they start off where they're decorating the orphanage for the pageant the stage and what song are they singing i didn't write that down i wrote down the other songs but is it Deck the Halls? It's it's one of those like festive songs. It's Deck the Halls, but I think they changed the lyrics. Yeah. And like a- added Scooby's name and Scrappy and, and Daphne. Yeah. Um, and I still am shook that I didn't even notice Velma was in this movie because I thought <laughs> she was in this scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're helping the children. We're introduced to Tiny Tina, who puts the Nutcracker at the tippity top of the tree um, instead of the star. You know what's interesting too? They put, I want to ask you guys if this is normal because I feel like they do this in cartoons all the time. They put candy canes on the tree. Is that something, something people do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. Personally, I was like, that was weird. So the only trees that I've decorated, like this is actually the first year I'm not going to Brazil for um, the holidays, which is weird, but we usually decorate there and candy canes aren't that big in Brazil um, compared to like here. So I actually wouldn't know, but yeah so i i would be down for some candy canes on the tree though because then you just like peel it off and then eat one. Oh yeah my family used to put uh fake candy canes on the tree they're made out of plastic and we had them every year um but i didn't like it because you couldn't eat them because candy canes are the best part of christmas are you big mint people in your family Lindsay? oh yeah um we're big like cho- dark chocolate and mint type of family oh. Yeah. yeah, Kate have Kate and I discussed um, on a recent podcast. It wasn't a Scooby Doo one; it was Halloween Town too, because we were talking about pumpkin spice lattes, and yeah. then we transitioned. No, because neither of us are, enjoy that. But then we transitioned to the Christmas, uh, the 
again, holiday drinks at Starbucks because there was a Starbucks right outside our, um, like the main hub for us as comm students in FBU. And we were sharing our joys of the peppermint frappuccino. And what else did you like, Kate? Um, they have an eggnog something. I don't remember at all what it is at this point, but yeah, eggnog something and it's very good. We definitely had a long tangent about the Starbucks um, in Warren Towers. Yeah, I'm not a pumpkin person, but give me yeah. all the peppermint and chocolate that. Yeah, I asked my dad to buy peppermint hot chocolate when he went to the uh, when he was at the market the other day, mm-hmm. and he bought regular hot chocolate, and I was so crushed. <laughs> but it's okay, we'll survive. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so they they decorate the tree. Um, how do we feel about Tiny Tina? Because she's like gonna be our character. And this, uh, before we go any further, like this is kind of like a melding of like the Nutcracker plus Christmas Carol. Yeah, which is perfect for Lindsay that one year when she missed the Nutcracker yeah, exactly. uh, when she missed the Christmas Carol. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Tiny Tina is definitely like Tiny Tim's like we do universe except person. That she has no parents. Yes, except that she has no parents. Um. I, I appreciated like the small little like gender subversion that they had in this movie. Like it's like the 80s. So I feel like that was like not a big thing to like recast your character into like either a different gender or a different race. Yeah. And yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I like that. Um, I think but, she's so cute. And I'm not even a kid adorable. person. Like, yes. That's not Lindsay something does not I like... say very often, but I think she's precious. Lindsay is not a big kid person. Nope. No. I think we need to take care of the world's children. I just don't want it. <laughs> Lindsay would would also steal the orphanage the night before. The- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So they put the nutcracker at the top of the tree. Do you have something that is it just a general star that you would put on the top of the tree, or do you have like your own little symbol that your families or f- friends would put on the tree? We have a homemade angel. I don't know who made it, but yeah. someone did. Kate? Um, my family did not have a specific one that we would, we would do every year, but my best friend Chelsea's family always puts this, apparently the same picture of Niall from One Direction on top of their tree every year. And I think that is the best thing I've ever heard. And I can't believe my parents didn't let me do that. <laughs> I didn't put Idris Elba at the top of our tree. Oh, Lindsay's a big Idris Elba fan. Yes. Um, put him there. But uh let me think well we definitely have an angel i just don't remember if we put the angel on the tree or we put a star and then the angel is just a regular ornament in brazil um i have to ask my grandmother because i can vividly picture the angel but i can't picture a star so um but well we, we get introduced to winslow nickleby who is not nice he's basically the scrooge of this movie and he wants to buy the orphanage building uh and they chase him off. Uh, he has his lawyer friend, is what I wrote down in my notes. He didn't really get named. I don't. Yeah, think. I didn't get named. Um, um, I. You know what I wish I had done is I wonder what the equivalent of five thousand dollars then would equal now. Do you want to do that while Kate and I? Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. So, Kate, what did you think of this Winslow guy? Um, I thought he was too sketchy to even be sketchy anymore. Yeah. No, he was just an old angry guy. It was too obvious that it wasn't going to be him, especially later when like the ghost runs by him. That's like the final sign. But um, I definitely thought that there was a small possibility it could be his loyal lawyer friend. 
but I was like, nah, I don't think so. Like, what what does a lawyer have to gain? Um, I don't remember if it's here or later, but we also get introduced by Winslow that there's going to be an emerald uh, in the orphanage that he's looking for. And that's the real reason why he wants to buy the orphanage. So I did the math and $5,000 in 1984 would be 12523 and 5 cents. Which is, so, I don't know if we already mentioned it, but Winslow offers them, which his lawyer calls a very generous offer of $5,000 for the entire building. Yeah, that, that ain't it. Even $12,000 no, ain't it. Nothing. That's like renting a room in Huntington Beach for three months. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's like, I was going to say, that's probably like what, that's, Maybe, yeah, three months of rent where we were. Maybe not even. Three months per person for the rent. Yeah. One of our rooms was definitely like 5,000 a month for the whole apartment. Exactly. I wanted to say something that I couldn't, I was, was, anyway. um, Well, he said you have to be out in 24 hours. Don't you usually get 30 days? He said. Yeah. Yeah, 24 hours. I said, you can't pack up a whole. He's also not the landlord. He can't do that. And it was. Miss Eve, he was telling them you need to be out on Christmas. Exactly. These children. (laughs) These orphan children need to not only not have parents, now they need to be homeless. This man, (laughs) talk about white privilege. And it's not even like, I mean, where I am, where there's no actual winter, like there is lots of snow. So these homeless children now need to live in snow. Where would they go? Like, they would just, like, <laughs> sit outside just waiting? Like, this man has no heart. None. Like, clearly a trash person. Um, yeah. but gladly, they scare him off. Um, what was, did they, like, end up, like, outmaneuvering him, like, like, with, like, lawyer talk or whatever? Like, saying that's, that's not okay? Or did they yeah, just, so like, they I'll be they, back? Uh, the the head ma- they don't give her a name either like the headmaster yeah. of the orphanage basically says uh no and you can't legally make us buy that and then yes, they say it. yeah she's and then they go we'll be back and they leave and tiny tina's all scared and the headmaster lady says don't worry tina there's nothing they can do okay yes it's all coming back to me now um yeah surprising that he has a lawyer that can't tell him that he can't legally do that um, but you said that this character doesn't have a name. She does not, but I don't know if it's Winslow Nickleby's wife or his sister or something, but she has a name, yeah. and, which is Mrs. Muffin Stuffer. But <laughs> the other woman doesn't have a name. Let me see if I know. Miss Is it Mrs. Featherwig? Oh, is it? That's what it says on this Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. You know what? Then it must be. Yeah. They, they must have only said it like one time because I have or, no recollection of that. And yeah. I've watched this a hundred times. It could also be like one of those things that like an IMDb credit for the actors yeah. and then yeah. they like took it. But yeah, I don't I don't remember them saying it at all. Um, mm-hmm. So then they do more rehearsing for the Nutcracker pageant, uh, which is again, a mix of uh, Scrappy, not Scrappy, Scrooge and the Nutcracker. Uh, and, and Scrappy is an adorable little sugar plum fairy. Yes, and Shaggy is Scrooge during this scene, but then later him and Scooby are also Sugar Plum Fairies, Uh um, which I think is great casting. Uh, And (laughs) in this scene, Scooby is the ghost of Christmas past, 
and he's a little late. He's still putting on his costume when the ghost of Christmas never appears, which looks like a little Grim Reaper. And Kate was obsessed. <laughs> um, I thought he was cute, and I felt that I related to him. I feel like, like if I you were a ghost, him. if you were a monster, that's how you would dress. I would, yeah. I would look just like him, and I would also be the ghost of Christmas Never. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You don't, you don't like Christmas movies. That's a perfect for you. See, he came on the screen. I said, "When did I get cast in Scooby Doo?" <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I feel like modern Scooby Doo would do is. At the beginning of the scene, the ghost just pops up like a regular ghost would. And then modern Scooby-Doo would be like Velma usually. So the Velma absence was felt. Velma would be like, this is how scientifically the ghost did this. You Um, know what? Maybe that's why Velma wasn't in this because logically none of it makes sense. So maybe they were like, oh, we don't need Velma because then she'll point out that this makes no sense. And then we can't do the episode. We, we needed to make some loopholes. I feel like sometimes as a writer, you definitely have to like cut some characters because then you can like get away with more stuff. Yeah, there's a scene later, I won't bring it up now, that just like scientifically, mathematically, wh- whatever the correct terminology is, it makes absolutely no sense. And I don't know if you guys know what I'm referring to, but we'll get to it later and you'll-, you'll I don't know if I can think of it now, but when we like get to it, I might be able to uh, find it. Um, but yeah, so they, they, the ghost chases them, and then Shaggy, Scrappy, and Scooby, who I wrote in my notes as Triple S, uh, they dress up as elves and sing Santa Claus is Coming into Town to chase the ghost away, which I thought was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not, like, it was creative. Um, uh, but I don't think a ghost would run away because <laughs> you're singing the song, but I think the ghost hopped in the sleigh and they pushed the ghost away, right? Yeah, well, and I think, too, this really shows the time period. Like, nowadays, they would not do this silly little scene where they're just, where it really makes no sense to the story. Like, this guy person's a ghost. Don't they want to capture him? Isn't that the whole point? But instead, they're yeah. like, let's be silly and push him away. We got to push the ghosts away. Um, Kate, Kate, how was your sleigh ride as the ghost of Christmas Never? I had a great time. You had a great time? <laughs> Were y'all sledders? Oh, well, Lindsay grew up in California, so I don't know if that there was much sledding, skiing, snowboarding around. So I live like an hour, hour and a half from Big Bear. Okay. Um, sometimes we'd go for the day, but I don't really like snow. We would do the inner tube, but like okay. the plastic one where we yeah. would just go down these little bunny hills. Yeah, that was, that's a big thing here, the sledding. Uh, Kate, uh, did you ever do tubing or sledding or skiing? Um, my mom wanted me to get into skiing a couple of times but I just never even got to the point of actually going and attempting I was always just kind of not into it but I did always want to go sledding but I definitely only went a handful of times yeah I really wanted to always go sledding every year me and my sister wanted to go sledding so bad yeah my dad broke his leg when we went sledding when I was a kid um I don't remember how but I remember it happened and then we had some middle school ski trips. I I went on a ski trip with some friends one time when I was like really young and I hated it. But then I wanted to go on the ski trip because it was like this weekend trip with your like middle school friends mm-hmm. and like that the school was taking you for. And I had fun on those, but then I haven't skied since. Um, but like we did a lot of like tubing. Like there was this mountain that my favorite was like the ride up where they would just like clip you onto the little hook and like pull you all the way to the top of the mountain. That was fun. Um, and then it was like, I, I, I'm a thrill 
enjoyer. Like I like roller coasters and stuff like that. So I enjoyed the tubing of it all. Um, but yeah, do they have like specific things in California that are like seasonal besides like going to the Santa malls and stuff that like children there look forward to? Trying to think. So it is a big deal when it starts snowing in Big Bear. Like the people that do like to ski and snowboard, it's they get all super excited. Like all my Instagram stories, it's always like first snow. Like they post their little ski pass, and it's a big deal to them. I don't care. I don't like being cold, and I, <laughs> I don't like I don't like doing physical activities that I'm not good at. And I just, when I'm skiing, I'm like, I've done it a couple of times. I'm like, great, I'm going to fall down this mountain or I'm going to fall and be cold and be miserable. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of think there isn't really anything like, obviously going to see Santa. Oh, you know what is a big thing here is, so a lot of neighborhoods, I'm sure this is common everywhere, but there's specific neighborhoods that go all out with lights. And that's okay. a huge deal to go drive by. Like in that, in New Girl, like the, I feel like there's an episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, it's just a known commodity. Okay, well, this neighborhood, everyone on the street goes all out. We're going to go drive by there. This year, they're doing, like, at the Orange County Fairgrounds, which is the big fair that happens here, they're doing a lot of drive-by stuff, uh, yeah. which I haven't done anything. But And then as a kid, too, uh, a church we used to go to, they would do a nativity scene. So you would, okay. like, drive up, the lights would go on, they'd do their scene, and then you'd move on to the next one. Yeah. No, I had a repressed memory just pop out of my mind when you were talking about how you don't like to fall while skiing and get cold. So um, I wasn't a great skier. So I was doing like the green and the blue hills, which are like the easy levels. And then I was like, okay, I think I can do a like more advanced hill that isn't like terribly difficult. Like if it's just straight down, I think I can do that. And so I was like, let me try a single black diamond. And not a double black. I ended up on moguls, which are like those little bumps. Like <laughs> it was just like a straight shot just of those. And I was actually like doing okay for like halfway down. And then I just like face planted. I was like, how do I get down? I think I might've even taken off the skis and like walked down the rest of the mountain. I, I definitely almost died. Cause then I like got lost and almost fell down a curve. So that was a repressed memory that I had that I did not remember happening in this middle school uh, field trip. So, not but bad. I survived. And then I think I stayed in the car in the in the lodge after that. And I was like, enough skiing for me today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we me, yeah, so they push the sleigh away and they go back and the set is destroyed, where they find what Lindsay mentioned earlier, the WN tag on the floor, um, which ends up being the MN tag later, as we find out, uh, or the NM tag. Mm-hmm. Um and then they're like, oh, let's go visit Mrs. Muffin Stuffer and see what, uh, what is his name? Winslow Nickleby is up to. Yeah. So what's her name? Feather? What? Uh, the, the orphanage owner is Mrs. Featherwig, according to. So she, the, yeah. So she says, the hey, let's go and investigate a little bit. And they're shagging Scooby say, absolutely not. And then she says, darn, because mrs muffin stuffer just made a whole bunch of cookies and then they're they're set then they're yeah. all we're going yeah so there they meet mrs muffin stuffer and the maid and the maid says winslow is up to something fishy but before we get to that Lindsay, do you want to talk about the gingerbread cookies i don't know why this is my favorite scene from the whole movie 
And whenever people talk about Christmas cookies, even to this day, this is what I envision in my head. So she says, we've made eight dozen. And Scooby, Scrappy, and Shaggy go, oh, no, 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 that's not enough. And they make the bore, and then they open the oven, and the gingerbread men, like, jump out in, onto the, the pan. And it's just, I don't know, there's just, when, when I think Christmas cookies, that beautiful, magical scene is all I can think about. Kate, did you, did you enjoy, it's like a very, like, weirdly calming scene, like, I don't know. It's very enjoyable. Like that scene in Toy Story 2 when Woody gets uh, stitched up and like yes! sewn back together. That like is also very soothing. Yeah. It's felt like that. That's a great, great uh, comparison. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I know that feeling when you're like talking and then you're like, what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Kate, what did you think about the gingerbread team? Were you also soothed by it? Yes. I loved it. But when they were hopping out, I it gave me the same vibes as that one scene in, in the Hollywood Scooby-Doo movie where they paint over that guy with the glue. Oh, yeah. It wasn't as funny, but it was just like a very Scooby-Doo moment. Yeah. Um, that movie that you like forgot a whole scene from while we were discussing it. Literally, I, I guess I blacked out. I don't know. Yeah. If anyone wanted to know, Kate is wearing a Rocky Horror Picture Show shirt but not a holiday season gal at all. Her room has a bug next to her, like a fake bug. Yeah. <laughs> it's a centipede, right? It's a real bug, though. What? It's it's fake, though. Mm-mm. It is definitely Stop. fake. Mm-mm. Touch it, then. It didn't move. It's fake. <laughs> it's dead. You heard it here first. Kate kills bugs. <laughs> But won't touch a spider. She's afraid of them. Um, but yeah, so anything. Uh, these gingerbread flew so the gingerbread man and Shrek could fly. Or yes. walked so the gingerbread man. I messed up the joke. Uh, anyways. These gingerbread men hopped so the one in Shrek could squash. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Winston. Oven, and then the one in Shrek, he like squashes everything as he's walking because he gets so big. Oh, yeah. Who's the muffin man? Um, but yeah, so Winston Winslow Nickleby, his lawyer says they can't legally push the orphanages, the orphanage kids out. Um, but Winslow says while everyone's at the window, but he says that he's ready to do other dirtier methods to get them out so he could look for the emerald. That's where we first hear about this emerald. Well, he doesn't even mention the, does he mention the emerald? I think he says they have no idea yes. how much the property is worth and we don't. I be- no, he doesn't mention the emerald, right? He he doesn't mention the emerald at first, and then I think like when we see them, they hear the emerald, but we don't see him discussing okay. it, something like that. So, yeah, because that happens, and then they want to get more information. So Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy pretend to be chimney sweepers. Yes, and Scrappy takes a photo of the will. Yes, yes. Okay. Whose will though? We it's like his grandfather's. The owner of the building, right? Yeah, but it was his, it was a relative. Okay, I never picked that up that it was like the owner, like they owned the building beforehand. Yeah, okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Up, yeah, they dress up as chimney sweet men and they come in and they just make everything super dirty so that lawyer man and Winslow are coughing and then Scrappy takes a photo of the will. And then the maid is also cleaning up uh, the area. Um, mm-hmm. Is that when Snowball the cat 
scratches her duster or was that yes. later okay yeah, yeah. snowball the cat would become a major player in the end of this movie i feel like yes um so we get them going to the attic to look for the christmas star which the ghost has um but scrappy steals the star and Scooby well, let's clarify they want the star because in the will it says the star of the show has the emerald yes but they assume that that's an actual star yeah the, um and then we'll find out later that it's, it's more of a uh a, a trick to or a twist yes. to the to the will um so they get the star and scooby dresses up as santa and they catch the ghost in a giant bag with the star and this is the scene i was referring to earlier so they think they caught caught the ghost they're ready to bring him back and then the ghost like scratches his way out of the bag and they don't notice until they're back with everyone like what ridiculous how do you not tell the difference like i feel like there's weight what the part about that that i was questioning was that the bag was still shaped as if he was in there yeah no it was mind-boggling like scooby i don't think understands weight and how weight works like i yeah that even as a kid i did not understand the logistics of that but it's fine. That's the beauty of Scooby-Doo. We don't need to understand logistics. Exactly. Like, and I think part of me was expecting the ghost to escape, but like to like use magic, like the ghost had used earlier. But then when the ghost just like kicks their feet out and runs away, I was like, "Well, Scooby, come on." <laughs> yeah. But nope. Is, is it- that where the chicken feet line comes in, or is that later? Oh no, that was. Oh, you're right. We missed it. That was okay. the beginning. Yeah, Lindsay, want to talk about the chicken feet? Yeah, uh, it it applies here. So Tiny Tina, when Winslow Nickleby offers $5,000, she goes, that's chicken feet. Is that something you guys have heard of before? Mm -mm. No. No, Mm -hmm. I've never heard that, but I've always thought that was really funny. And I feel like it applies here. Like, Scooby, really? You didn't didn't figure this out? That's chicken feet. That is chicken feet. That's going to be the caption for this. uh, Is that like the equivalent of like? The word ass but for children like i don't what maybe like chicken shit i don't know yeah yeah who knows <laughs> i have never heard that and probably like I, I feel like chicken feet is some like local delicacy in some country yes like i feel like they've eaten that on survivor once or twice probably oh yeah 100 percent. yeah but yeah. um yeah are you looking it up yeah okay uh so while Lindsay does that uh they lose the ghost and Winslow and the lawyer friend have the city inspector on their side. Never discussed, never seen on screen, but apparently they have the city inspector and uh, the they must put the show on for the children is the inspector, like what they say, the inspector's negotiation. Yes, but that they're still, they don't explain why, but for some reason they are going to have to give the building over. Yeah. That's the only way that they're going to have to give the, they're going to be able to get the building. Yeah. So Shaggy and all them are like, it's fine. Let's focus on that later. We have a show to put on. Also, I looked up chicken feet. That's nothing. So people do eat chicken feet, but there's no saying of that's chicken feet that nothing came up. 
never heard of it probably will never hear it again no <laughs> except it's for tiny tina. tina's like that is her iconic line that it's is her michelle tanner her you got it dude it's her you got it dude from michelle tanner. <laughs> yes 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 that's a good that's good i feel like kate's not a full house person Oh, I am, but I'm not a Fuller House person. Okay, oh, that's no, that was garbage. I've garbage. seen every episode. You can ask me anything. I I also don't like Candace Cameron just as a human. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, well, similar to like Kate not liking Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yeah. He's my Chris Pratt. Okay, fair. Um, I who do I? I enjoyed Fuller House, but I didn't like I'm not gonna say it's like the best show ever obviously like I I enjoyed it but I'm like a completionist I like grew up with Full House so I'm like I'm gonna watch every episode I think if it didn't have the nostalgia factor and you just watched it for this brand new show it gets canceled after one season yeah it's very like Disney Channel like like I feel like it's that but like worse and not for kids just remember the episode where they like go to a club and Stephanie's bringing them uh tequila shots and then macy gray is there i'm like what is happening macy gray (laughs) kate did not remember this no in the later season they like start redoing old storylines stephanie crashes the car into the kitchen again like and it's the same car too it's like not even like a different car it's it's ridiculous. I watched um, an episode. I tried because I did like Full House a lot when I was a kid. Full House was top tier television. So I tried Fuller House. I was kind of excited. And I yeah. think I watched maybe, I think I maybe got through the first episode. Never watched. Yeah, I just watched a couple, but I did listen to uh, Rob has a podcast. And, and Eric Stein. Um, yeah, they, Eric Stein and him did a recap and it was hilarious. I love that recap. I, I kind of. Yeah wanted them to do more but also didn't want anyone to suffer through watching more episodes yeah um but if anyone ever wants to know what happened just message me i'll tell you what happened on every episode that could be a podcast kate and Lindsay and i we go through every episode of fuller house and i'll just tell you the plot (laughs) (laughs) and we roll our eyes yeah wow what a time i did like the carly ray version of the theme song though yeah that was good yeah um then where do we go from here? We uh Let's talk oh, about the show. Yes, and Will Winslow Nickleby shows up for the performance as well. I don't like is he there for what reason again? I think he's just there to be a dick. Like True. yeah. Uh-huh. Then he, he crashes the show. Last night. Yeah, he also like upstages the whole performance by like causing a scene. Um so the sugar plum fairy dance happens with. Well, Steffi- and I think it's important to mention that um, I always say her name wrong. Nanette Musette is the one collecting tickets at the door, and she like yes. feather dust everybody, which is bizarre. Yeah, and like that's that should have been a clue that I didn't pick up on, but now that you say that, I'm like that makes a lot of sense. Like, why is she there? Mm-hmm. Part of me wanted to say it was Mrs. Muffin stuffer. I'm like. Why, why was it you? Like, because I feel like her voice sounded the most familiar with the ghost. That's a good um, point. Should we that just... would have been a hell of a plot twist. Yeah. Do we want to reveal who we thought it was now at this point? I feel like Lindsay probably knew who it was coming into this rewatch. Yeah, I did a rewatch. Yeah. I knew that. Do you remember who you're first? Yeah. While you think on that, Kate, who did you think it was? I thought it was her. I, I had my suspicions. The maid? Yeah. Oh. I had my suspicions, and then the moment that 
she was at she was taking tickets at the door and then whoever walks up and says something like oh it was nice of you to switch last minute as soon as she said that I said okay confirmed and then five minutes later they revealed it and then I messaged in the Instagram group chat and I was like I knew it I knew I knew it it finally I never yeah um who did I thought it was the orphanage owner the woman Uh, I didn't know why I couldn't I because oftentimes I'll try to think of the motive and that like helps me out like Kate and I watched um do you remember the dinosaur episode of Scooby-Doo we watched like back in the summer like we were watching on Netflix party they have some Scooby-Doo episodes and Kate and I would play this game and there was this dinosaur episode in like Costa Rica and I remember I like figured out the motive of like why each person would do it and then I figured it out and that was like my proudest moment with the scooby-doo franchise um solving the mystery but um like i was trying to figure out i couldn't figure out this woman's motive and that's why i thought it was it was her i was like she probably has a motive she's probably i don't know what yeah we'll get to it but i still understand what the motive was yeah yeah that that's like the big part of scooby-doo like is always like why they did it that yeah but um, Velma wasn't but, there to explain why she did it, so we don't know. Yeah, and so once the show starts, um, I believe it's Daphne says, all right, and now the star of the show, referring to the Nutcracker, and then Winslow Nickleby goes, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so it's during the Sugar Plum Fairy Dance with all three of Shaggy, Scrappy, and Scooby, <laughs> and then the Nutcracker shows up, and then that's when Winslow gets on stage and causes a riot basically yeah and just the balls of that man to oh all these people paid tickets oh this there's this entire show let me just run up and start grabbing Fred I have so much anxiety just like if I make a noise during a movie I can't imagine the like the selfishness and like the the thought process to get up on stage during a children's show like Tiny Tina could have been scarred for life. Yeah, he could have hurt someone. And I just realized it wasn't Daphne. It was actually the same lady that said, oh, thank you for coming last minute to Nanette Musette. She yeah. says, oh, look. A Mrs. Feather Duster or whatever her name is? Mrs. Featherwig? Yeah. No, 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 no. The lady that just comes to the show. She's like oh. the bigger lady. Uh, she doesn't have a name. Literally all she does is she comes in and she gets feather dusted by Nanette Musette. She's sitting next to Winslow Nickleby and she says, oh, look, it's the Nutcracker, the star of the show. Yeah. And then that's when Winslow... Is it the muffin lady? The cookie lady? Yeah, I believe it is the same okay. person. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay. But yeah, then he runs on stage and attacks Fred and then the show ends and Fred's like, what the hell? Me too. I was like, what the hell, Winslow? I want to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then that's when it all dawns on them. Oh wait, it's not me. What about the actual Nutcracker at the top of the tree? Yeah, and then so the then the ghost is there and realizes it on the tree. The ghost. Oh wait, but before that happens, uh, Snowball during the ruckus gets <gasps> right on yes. the top of the like the beam, like yes. top of the lighting rig, um, and Snowball's just holding it on there, and Tiny Tina rescues. Him. And that's the beginning of a friendship between Winslow and Nickleby and Tiny Tina. Well, and then Snowball's like, Daddy! Oh my so God. I forgot that he called uh, Winslow Nickleby Daddy. Yeah. And then that's what it, you know what? So this is not just a Christmas Carol and a Nutcracker. It's kind of a little bit of uh, the Grinch. 
Yeah. Like how his heart grows three times sizer, or yeah. three sizes larger. Yeah, and Tiny Tina is like the mixture of like the Sally Lou, like Cindy Lou Who and Cindy Tiny Lou Tim. Who and Tiny Tim, yeah. Let me see. Kate, did you ever see the new Grinch movie with Benedict Cumberbatch? Nope. That was I'm the first sure movie I, I saw with my AMC Movie Pass thing, AMC Stubs. Um, and it was Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the Grinch. It was an animated movie. Um, it was so boring. It was very slow. Yeah. Like I, I sat through because I was used to it's the same thing instead of 20 minutes, it was an hour and a half. Yeah. There was definitely it ran too long. Um yeah. But that was an interesting like I'll always remember that as the first movie I, I used my password. Um I miss oh, remember movie theaters. theaters? Yeah, I I literally just was like, oh, I want to go back to one, but not safe yet. Um but where were we? Oh, yeah. So the ghost grabs the nutcracker and runs into the sleigh. And then instead of just running after them, they get skis. I don't know where <laughs> pe- these these people got, had time to put on skis. And, ski <laughs> and they're boots. still in costume. Exactly. And they just ski after the ghost. And then Winslow, Tiny Tina, and the lawyer get in the, in the horse buggy. Um, <laughs> so this is a mess. Um, I don't even know how the chase ends. Did someone like crash? Yeah, oh, so yeah okay. the ghost crashes and falls out and then they grab the head and lo and behold, Kate, who is it? Nanette. Nanette Musette. Nanette Musette. Yeah, what do we think of her French accent throughout the movie? Do you think it was like an interesting choice or do you think they should have just like gone with like a random like regular maid voice i mean it makes her stand out but it is yeah. kind of like stereotypical 80s like i feel like that's something you would have seen in tons of movies is yeah the french maid exactly yeah i i think like I, I enjoyed the character and the aspect but i think the like name was a little too confusing like i didn't even yes. know i thought it was just nanette like but yeah um, so you're not five times fast in that music i yeah, i won't even try that yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's her, and she didn't have a motive, right? No, she just says her exact words are with the emerald, it would have been Christmas every day. What does that mean? Uh, it would have been raining it money, would have been, uh, yeah, a lot of green, money, like green, yeah, yeah. So she was just greedy, I guess. She was Who happy. knows? <laughs> Kate has a crush without Velma there. Kate needed someone else to distract her. I have a crush on Daphne. And Shaggy. Matthew Lillard. Okay. <laughs> um, but not Niall. Who's your One Direction crush? Louis and Harry. I've always just loved them both so much. Also, but like Zane? <laughs> All of them. He the can't decide. I, love I just don't like Zane as a person. He just seems awful. Seems unbearable. Imagine trying to have a conversation with him. I don't know them individually besides Niall because he did one of those like YouTube like wired autocomplete and I went down a rabbit hole recently of like watching all those like you know those questionnaires where they like Google like mm-hmm. it's like the and then they just rip the tag and it's like yeah, what yeah. is John Krasinski's last or is John Krasinski play basketball or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I love, I love those. I enjoyed that and then he had one. Um but yeah, so it's Nanette Musette, and then the tag, like Lindsay mentioned, if you flip it over, it's NM instead of 
um, M uh, W N. Yeah, W N. This is so confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, and then the the at least the YouTube video I watched ends with uh, Winslow bringing in Christmas presents, and here Lindsay's gonna tell us what happens next. So he comes in and kind of like the Grinch, where his you know his heart grows bigger, or in a Christmas Carol, where all of a sudden Scrooge is really nice. He comes in. He said, and the cat. Not only is he much nicer, the cat is much nicer. Snowball. He comes in and says, as a Christmas present, I am going to rip up the contract. So he rips up the contract, tells the kids they can stay there, and then grabs Tiny Tina, gives her a hug, and they all sing, "We wish you a merry Christmas." And that's the end. The end. Yes. If if he was a real nice person, he would have furnished the orphanage with some nice stuff instead of just like not not. Like, I'm glad he ripped the contract, but he could have done a little more, like, for hurting them through all this stress. Seriously, like, hey, I know I almost kicked you out. You you children without parents. I know I almost made you homeless, but here's a Barbie doll to make up for that. Right? Yeah. Maybe uh, Tiny Tina. Oh. I, that's what I thought he was. That's where I thought, like, that was heading, but I don't know. Um, we should write a sequel. We should, yes. Kate can mind produce it. Kate can line produce it. Um, yeah, you guys are film majors. Yes. Um, and then Lindsay can be the voice of Daphne or yeah. Scrappy or Velma or whoever. She can be, Lindsay can be, it's a one one woman show. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that's the end of the show. Uh, anything else that you wanted to hit on? We got through the cookie scene. We talked about chicken feet. Kate really liked the costume of the ghost, which was the Grim Reaper of Christmas Never. I want to know what your guys' opinions are of Scrappy, because I feel like that character is the most controversial um, character in all of Scooby Universe. Like, people either love him or they hate him. He was in some of the shows, they got rid of him, they brought him back in different iterations. I personally love Scrappy. I think he's fun. Like, we don't need him in every single episode of every single show, but I think he's fun to have around every so often. I agree with that take. Scrappy is probably six out of six in terms of my favorite characters, although Shaggy on this rewatch has been kind of annoying lately um, on this project that we've, like, at least in the Hollywood movie, he was, he was like, fine in the Boo Brothers one. But um, in the Boo Brothers, just to, like, spoil a little bit about that podcast scrappy was the best part of the three of them that were there i really enjoyed scrappy like they would have been useless without scrappy and i enjoy that but then when the five of them are there i don't know how necessary scrappy is and that's when he kind of like loses his appeal to me but when it's just him scooby and shaggy i really appreciate him because it's like something different than between shaggy and scooby and their dynamic because it I don't think Scooby and Shaggy can carry their own thing. They need like an extra person or the other three to like be there. Um, but that said, Scrappy broke my heart when he became evil in the amusement park movie. Yeah, I my jaw. I remember my jaw dropped because as a kid, like I watched him all the time, and that just wasn't what I thought he was. So it was a great twist, but it does kind of break my heart. Yeah. Having watched him as a kid being like part of the squad. And then that's where that's like another argument for the scrappy haters. Is like yes, well, exactly. scrappy, it gives them more ammo. Yeah. Uh, Kate, what's your thoughts on Scrappy Doo? So <clears throat> I actually do not like Scrappy, but 
I that is because my first introduction to him at least that I remember is that movie where he is the villain in the end the live action one um I watched Scooby-Doo a million times as a kid but I always watched what's new Scooby-Doo like all of the more recent ones and he he wasn't really in that too he wasn't in that so I didn't even know he existed until I watched the live action one where he is the villain and I thought he was extremely annoying in that entire movie and that's why I don't like him. I will fully admit he is much better in the animated series. I don't hate him, but I just can't get over the fact that my first intro was him being extremely annoying. Yeah, and I, I guess that's also part of and like murderous. my opinions. Yeah, murderous too. He was a murderous little dog. Um, but yeah, because that was like like Kate. I grew up on the What's New franchise, and uh, even where Scooby Doo, where are you? I don't think he was that prominent in that either. I don't think so- he was in it. At- all and where are you scooby yeah exactly so i didn't know scrappy that well um and i think i i remember watching the boot brothers and ghoul school on cartoon network as like a child and he was in those so i knew him before the movie but like with the one of the biggest introductions to him being the the live action one that was a little bit of a turnoff and then I will say in the Boo Brothers, I enjoyed him more because I feel like in this one, he aired a little bit more arrogant than in the Boo Brothers. He was a little more earnest and like excited. Like he was excited to do the treasure hunt. And then this one, like, not that he was like out there being arrogant, but I there was something different. And I don't know if it was the voice acting at all or something. Well, it, he was complaining about he didn't want to be a, a yeah. sugar fairy. Yeah, that might have been it, but there was there was something off about Scrappy that I think this movie was from this one was before the Boo Brothers, so I think they might have found what to do with Scrappy later on. So, um, but if I could pick Fred, Daphne, and Velma, or or just Scrappy, I would clearly pick the former. Yeah, I agree with there. Um, but yeah, um, I have a few. No one asked us questions, which was disappointing, but um. Uh, Honestly, I doubt very many people have seen this just because it was on so long ago. It's not really talked about now. Honestly, if I hadn't watched, like, if I didn't have that specific VHS as a kid, I would never have discovered it. Yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. The but hidden treasure. It is a hidden treasure. I had a great time watching it. Um, before we end our discussion i wanted to know how would you rate this if we were rating it like one to five scooby snacks and then who was your mvp and lvp for the episode we can i have i have my rating ready um and maybe it's just because i'm in the holiday spirit and also this was the best scooby-doo content i've watched in a few weeks (laughs) i'm giving this a i'm between a 3.5 and a four i think i'm gonna give it a four Despite its plot holes, I had a great time watching this. <laughs> no, it's plot holes, like, literally and figuratively. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I had a great time watching this. It was very refreshing, especially after, like, these last few weeks were, like, not my favorite Scooby-Doo content. And then just, I didn't even notice Velma wasn't even there. So I think that's, like, a little bit of a doc. But I didn't miss her presence, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't, since I didn't notice it, I didn't miss her during watching because yeah. I thought she was there the whole time Kate I would upset. give it a 4.5 just because if you ask me hey what what episodes do you want to watch like I can't think of some episodes that I'd so much rather watch but obviously because of some plot holes and there is no Velma and it is a little it's I mean it's not it's comforting it's not exciting 
Yeah. So I can't give it a five, but I do give it a four point five. Yeah. I watch it every year. I watched it three times this year, and I'm 26 years old. Yes, and also I feel like for you, there's also like the nostalgia baked into it. Absolutely. That, of so absolutely. I feel like we're gonna about to get a low grade here. I know. Kate, Kate what are you giving this? Um, I want to say that my rating is based on a couple of things. First of all, it is based on the fact that so far this is probably the most enjoyable one because it is back to like 20, 25 minutes. There's a mystery. It's, you know, it's, it's Scooby-Doo. It's what I signed up for was whenever I watch Scooby-Doo, I want a 20 minute mystery. So 10 out of 10 for that. Um, I will give it points that I was finally able to guess who it was because I can never guess it right. So that gets some points. And then some points taken away for the fact that Velma's not in it at all and Daphne's kind of hardly in it. I don't know. It's still mostly Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy. So I was kind of disappointed in that part. Um, So I think I kind of want to go with, I want to say three Scooby snacks. That's that's completely fair. And if I do the math right, seven plus 4.5 is 11.5 divided by three. That's almost, that's like a three point something. Seven five-ish. Yeah. Um, a, maybe a little higher. So yeah, it's not, it's our best one so far. I uh, clearly, um, well, we haven't te- checked on Boo Brothers. We have to still record that podcast, um, which is coming to your feed soon. But anyways, in terms of our MVP and LVP, who was that? I'm trying to think of mine as I'm speaking right now. I think MVP, hmm, let me, and I try to stick with the main cast. I don't like go like, obviously Winslow is an LVP, obviously, but I'm not going to give him that because I'm going to okay. try to stick to the core cast. You, but Ray, you can do whatever you want with your. Okay, I'm going to say my MVP is Scrappy. And I think it's the opposite reasons of you guys were in the sense of like, I think it is so fun for me to see him there because he, he was so like, prevalent and common in the episodes I watched as a kid and because he's not there anymore like it's such a treat for me to see him especially like what we're talking about where he's evil in the live action you know like it's fun for me to see him in this um comedic light and in my LVP Fred's pretty useless (laughs) episode he's isn't he supposed to be the leader like he does nothing he contributes absolutely nothing he doesn't find any clues. He doesn't lead anyone. It's Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy that go to do the investigative work at Winslow's house. Like he literally contributes as much as Velma, and she's not in the episode. Yeah, he does help out with the with the pageant at least, but besides like he that, he's not nice, very helpful with the mystery. the mystery. He's useless. Yeah. Um, Kate, do you have yours ready, or do you want? Me I to do. Go? I okay. I'm going to say that I'm going to give my MVP to Daphne for finally making a much wanted and needed appearance finally (laughs) she's back so MVP for you and LVP to Fred for making a not wanted not needed appearance Um, interesting since he is a recurring character in this iteration what like what was he needed for this episode to be the nutcracker Nothing. Like if you're gonna, yeah. why was he needed for this episode but not Velma? Uh, please bring Velma back, and we don't need Fred. I just think he's annoying. Yeah, if this was a bad movie, my MVP would have been Velma for avoiding this mess. But it was a great movie, so I can't say that. 
Um, so actually, before Kate went, I was going to say Daphne, but now I'm kind of torn because I'm like, do I give Daphne the point or do I give Scrappy? Because those are my top two. Um, but so I was leaning Daphne originally. So I think I'm going to give Daphne the point. And my main reasoning was because she was the one who figured out that uh, the nutcracker on the tree was the emerald. Um, and and she found the the N M. Yeah, she did. She was she, she served as the, the Velma. I feel like for um that scene because I feel like that's a very Velma. Like, oh, this is a clue. Yeah, um, I feel like that's right. Velma's shtick in the group. Um, my LVP. Something about me wants to say Shaggy, but I don't have any reason why. Um, who should I? I don't. I feel like. I don't know who to give it. Scooby, Scooby was enjoyable. What was Shaggy doing? I, I don't have a, I don't have a great reason. So I think I might just give it to Fred and tack on with you two. Cause I don't, ha- <laughs> I can't really think of an LVP. Like no one did something egregiously horrible, but Fred was nice to the kids. I'm going to give it to Shaggy. Cause um, just cause. <laughs> he didn't really do much either. Except yeah. honestly, if he didn't, if he didn't go and be the chimney sweep guy, he really yeah. contributed nothing. Yeah, he didn't contribute. He didn't make me laugh as much as Scooby. Um, Scrappy got the will. Daphne got the emerald. Uh, and I can't give it to one of the side characters, and I can't give it to Tiny Tina. Um, but yeah, that does. Any final thoughts on this episode? I just, I hope that. Yes, I understand I'm a little biased because it has to do, like, it reminds me of my childhood, but I hope that any of the listeners that decide to watch along, or you guys, I hope that you also find it probably not as enjoyable as I do, just because, again, yeah. like, the nostalgia factor, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. No, I had a great time, and like we said, this is the best Scooby content that we've consumed in a little bit. Um in terms of the movies we've watched, I still haven't heard Kate's thoughts on the Boo Brothers, but personally, <laughs> I, I did not like that movie like I thought I was going to, so I was very disappointed. Um, so I was really thankful when you were like, let's do this. And I was like, oh, let's go. Something to talk no, about. No, thank you guys for letting me do this. Like, I of was course. So and you're, you're I'm always- so jealous that you guys are doing this podcast. Like, that's such a fun, fun idea because there is so much content and so many different iterations. Compare them. I think you guys have completely different like styles where yeah. you, when you watch it, you're both focused on different things. So I think you guys, I think you as an awesome pair for this awesome concept. Well, thank you. And you're always welcome to come back if you have another movie in the catalog that we're going to do that you definitely want to defend or trash on or something. Just You might need to bring me back for the alien invasion because I think that ruined the entire franchise. Okay. Yeah, no, I was thinking about your question earlier this week because I was thinking about like some of the next movies that we have. And that one's like still like not immediately near, but it's coming up like closer to then later. And I think that one plus the one with the witch, the witch's ghost. I think that one scared me as a kid. Yeah. I think those are like definitely like... um not what's the word like not narrative breaking but like almost like yeah i know what you're saying yeah they're like your question makes sense for those they're like kind of ruined the like the logistics of scooby-doo and the zombie Mm -hmm. island one even a little bit too yeah yeah kate any final thoughts on this episode it was a good christmas special yeah i had a great time watching it it's Uh, short it's sweet 
it knocks every like stereotypical like what you want to see in a christmas special it touches all those yeah while still staying authentic to the brand good point um Lindsay, do you have any plugs or social media or anything? So I actually just started, um, I just joined a podcast as a new co-host. It's called Broncos Brawl. It's all about the Denver Broncos. If you have no interest in sports, you don't need to listen. But if you want to subscribe or like rate it five stars, just so that the network thinks that I all of a sudden brought in all these new listeners, I would love that. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> Uh, today was probably a good day for Broncos Brawl. Yes, we're so we're actually recording. I'm recording my very first episode this week. Um, like I just joined, the guy that was doing it with my new co-host quit, um, and so it was so weird to like watch and you take notes. Like I've never done that watching a game before, um, but I'm very excited. It'll be. So a do you have like a specific like correspondent title or anything, or is it just like? No, it's just work we're going to test it out or like trying to think of different segments. Um, we just want to try it organically and see what works for us and what doesn't. I know I've been, I keep being told like the first couple episodes you do are going to be terrible because you do, yeah. it's not easy to just pick up a microphone and get going. Um, but I'm hoping like, like I said, if I can just get a bunch of new subscribers, even if they don't listen, they'll be like, Oh, Lindsay, you're free to do whatever you want. Cause you're bringing in people. Yeah, no, I definitely like, I still feel like I'm, learning and like I every podcast I do I'm like oh my god was that even a good episode like uh, for me like I think I always think my co-hosts are like fantastic um because like I I feel like I know how to play off them enough but just in terms of like how am I as a host I am very self-conscious about that so like I kind of feel that um yeah and then do you want anyone to follow your regular social media or sure if you want to follow me on twitter it's at Lindsay Debo, which i assume you'll just put in i don't i'm not going to try and spell that because it doesn't sound like how it's spelled um so if it's in the show notes you'll find the way my name is spelled there yeah and i'll link it um in the posts as well so like it'll be like Lindsay, and then i'll just like if you click Lindsay's name it will take you right there mm-hmm. um kate do you have any social media or any plugs or life advice or anything <laughs> um my twitter is tears you apart uh my instagram is kaz.z and my life advice would be buy all the stuffed animals you want no matter how old you are you are never too old to buy stuffed animals preach Lindsay. do you have a stuffed animal that you're getting <laughs> i feel I sleep with this every night. <laughs> what are what are your stuffed animals' names? It's dog dog. Dog dog. Kate, what's yours? This is Sam. It's from Sam. The treat. This is this is his little bag. Did you buy him today? Pants on. Uh, we stand. I've had this since second grade. Yeah. No bear is downstairs. He's he's in the room that I sleep in. Uh, he watches me sleep um because i get scared that i'm gonna smush him (laughs) in the middle of the night um i think we also so my brother got in trouble when he was younger because i'm a big fan of the minions i know kate and i differ on this topic um but i i like the minions they like entertain me just because they're just crazy and loud and energetic and i relate to that um so my brother he did he went to this camp that they each day they would do like different trips and they went to a local amusement park canopy lake. kate have you ever been to canopy lake park or no that's too north for you okay kate's yeah, in connecticut uh, yeah so he went there and my mom gave him lunch money and he used his lunch money to get me a giant stuffed minion 
<laughs> so it's there yeah and he got in trouble he wasn't allowed to play video games for like a month but and meanwhile you're like that's so sweet yeah and i appreciate it but yeah so bear and the minion chill there um and then every once in a while my parents were like oh we should give these stuffed animals i'm like no they go in the attic <laughs> like all the stuffed animals i don't want anyone to have them they're mine <laughs> but yeah so you can follow my main at fleep tweets i had to change my handle so I, just to give Lindsay the context, I joked around the fleets. Do you, you know what the fleets are, right? On Twitter, the Twitter fleets, Ooh. those Instagram stories on Twitter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So my Twitter handle was tweets by Fleep. And then I changed it for a joke. And then some squatter grabbed my handle, made a fake profile of me. And so there's a fake me out there and I don't have my <laughs> handle. So then I'm like, well, I'm not going to be fleets by fleep anymore. So I changed it to fleep tweets. If the squatter is listening, please give my handle back. Please delete the profile photo that is of me. Why you is Abby know Maria? That you have hit the big time when people are making fake accounts of you. I, I'm just like, what the hell? Why would anyone want a fake account of me? I'm a random. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, but... Anyways, so that's my new main, Fleep Tweets. Um, don't follow the imposter, please. <laughs> and then my my Instagram is at Philippe O Faith, like Leap of Faith. And you can follow the Brazilian Dragon at Brazil Dragon Pod on all social medias. We even have a TikTok that I still don't know how to use. Like in terms of creating content, I know how to watch TikToks. Lindsay, are you on the TikTok? No, I just wait for people to send them to me because if okay. I was, I would be on there for hours. Yeah, Kate, Kate and I can relate to being there hours and hours. People just, they know what to send me. I get like the office, yeah. I get funny political stuff. Like that's fine. Yeah. Send them to me. I don't need to spend hours finding them. Before we go, I want Lindsay to pitch to Kate a reality show that she would enjoy because Kate likes Are You The One, but I couldn't get her hooked on Survivor. We're going to try one more time. Well, I could also give you some other ones I like so that it's- We time. watched Love Is Blind in LA. We watched The Circle- I tried Love is Blind. I was like, this is so stupid. I watched yeah. half the episodes what's with the, Kate. Uh, yeah. What's the one where they go to the island and they can't have sex for a month? Too hot, oh, to, too hot to handle. Oh my God. I like the trashier ones. I'm going to try to see if Kate will watch the challenge. I think she would like the challenge more. I've never watched the challenge. I, I can't watch re- I'm at the point, and I'm just going to sound like such a fun sucker, where I can't watch reality shows where it's obvious that people are only on because they're unemployed and want to get a bunch of Instagram followers and never work again. Whereas like with Survivor, people, sure, some get some followers, but you're not leaving Survivor with a million followers and never having to work another day in your life. Yeah, but now you like, don't I watch Survivor watch for Big other Brother reasons. anymore because that's how I feel. It's, all, it's just a bunch of unemployed losers who have, who have the entire summer off and now are on there trying to get followers. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like also yeah. like we've talked it's about this. It's not authentic anymore. It's yeah. not because they want to play the game. It's because they want to avoid working. A hundred percent. And we've talked about this also, but like the games have become such warped versions of what they used to be mm-hmm. that it's like so like narratively, it's not even it's harder to watch and enjoy like i don't watch survivor anymore because it's not yeah. what it used to be like i like the characters i like the story i like funny character moments i don't give a shit who's like searching for idols that's not interesting to me yeah no i i definitely am with you on that like i'll, I'll probably still watch like once a week but i'm definitely at the point where i'm gonna step back on my like 
fandom. Especially. Yeah. Like I'll still go to the finale parties because they're an hour away from me. And oh I'm yeah. Not my friends, but like I don't care who won the season anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, Kate. I feel like Kate would enjoy the the that our hat party that we went to. That was. A oh fun. yeah, you would have had fun, Kate. That was so fun. Yeah. But yeah. So. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We'll be back with our Boo Brothers podcast. And then I cannot wait to listen. Yes. And then also coming to the podcast very soon. Uh, I need to double check with him now that his finals are over. But Luke, baby Luke, Lindsay, he oh. wants to talk about the Descendants franchise. Oh, I cannot wait to listen. Oh, yes. I love that. He's kid. so grown up. Oh, I love him, love him, love him. Yes. So until next time, everyone, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Or no, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays.